welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, and I am fortunate to bring onto the show Carly Marsteller from Stellar Creations. Hey, Carly, how are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you? I am doing pretty well. I'm so, so, so excited for you to come onto the show, share your story with everyone. I think your business model is so cool and so inventive, and I'm really excited for you to tell people kind of how you landed there. Uh, again, you are the founder of Stellar Creations. So from what I understand, and this is kind of how I like to explain to you, uh, explain your business to people is bringing joy to people. I love what you do because yeah. you literally bring the joy to people. So balloon styling, presentations, and event rentals. Yes. Yeah, so I think right now, I was telling you earlier, our main focus is balloons. That's what we do a lot of. Um, but we have like unique event rentals and we're expanding that. So those are our two main focuses right now. That is so cool to me that you took an idea and they uh, people were doing it, but it seems like you've been able to make some really good connections and really bring that home in a way that I think is really making a really cool impact in Fort Worth. So I went and obviously I had to go look at your website, had to go take a look at everything. And I just love that that first video when you come on to your website is so cool. I just love that video. I love that promo. So I actually started following you on Instagram because you popped up at a couple different places that I I like to frequent and support. So that really had me uh, interested in what you were doing. And then when I asked you, you were just so cool about coming on. It was just really, it was really fun to to meet somebody who's trying to do something and think outside of the box. So I kind of want to start there. Like what got you into this idea? Like where did this come from? So it's really random. I um, had a friend, or I have a friend, and she had just mentioned a couple years ago um, something about sharing an Amazon account with a friend of hers and that she's always ordering all this balloon stuff. And it was just this odd kind of comment where I was like, balloon stuff? Huh, I don't know. It was a, I don't even remember the topic of the conversation. So I kind of just stored that away in my brain. And I got married last April. And when I was oh, wedding- congratulations. Thank you. We're past the newlywed, but still pretty. <laughs> um, I was uh, looking at wedding stuff and I saw like some really cool balloon things. So I was like, wait, who does this type of stuff? Didn't my friend say she had a friend who did this? So reached out to her, found her Instagram, connected with her. And her um, business is uh, she's that balloon girl out of Houston. And oh, nice. So I, you know, started chatting with her. We became friends essentially um, through planning this. And I hired her to do a big wall of balloons um, at our wedding. So we got married in Sundance Square. And I wanted that to be like kind of the backdrop to the altar of sorts. So, oh, that's a cool, that was a really yeah. cool idea on your part. Yeah, it's really cool because we needed to cover a door. And so I needed something <laughs> like, creative yeah. solutions, creative yeah. solutions. And I wanted something different. Like our wedding was very, very traditional, but at the same time, like I didn't want it to be um, the same as everyone else. So at that time, balloons were like super unique. Um, and they still are because we're finding new ways to do them. But anyway, to continue on, I was following her through my wedding planning and I was like this is really fun this is cool she was like in finance I think maybe a CPA and she ended up quitting her job to do it full time and I was just so um I guess like kind of envious of her because I was working as an attorney I've been an attorney for five years now 
and I wasn't like fully fulfilled by it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. And so I was like, this is so cool. Like I'm so inspired by her. And so after the wedding was over, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> how So when you first decided that this was the route that you wanted to take, how nervous were you about stepping away? Because we had talked about what you had done previously, right? We talked about the work that you were doing as an attorney. So how nervous were you to leave that, which was probably very stable feeling, to step into something that you had to grow on your own? So I started out um, doing it as like a side hustle. So that wasn't quite as scary because it was like, I still have my job. I can keep doing this um, and grow this business that I'm hoping to make into a business at that point. Um, So in the very beginning, the scariest thing wasn't necessarily like my job or the prospects of leaving it, more so just doing it because the fear of failure and like what will other people think? And I still struggle with that. But I kind of just said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the Instagram account. I'm going to start like getting this business going. And then I'm going to message like all my friends and say, hey, I'm doing this. Will you follow with this account? Because at that point, in my mind, there wasn't like I couldn't turn back. I couldn't yeah. like say, never mind, I'm not going to do this. Like everyone knows I'm going to do it. Like I put it out there. It's happening. So I just did that. Everyone was really, really supportive. And um I think that was the scariest part, but I did that for about, gosh, I guess it was like about six months on the side. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I did my job and that, and it got to the point in February of this year where I thought, okay, like I am so busy. I can't keep up both. So I'm going to probably be able to make the leap and do this full time. And for me, like leaving my law career wasn't scary because I didn't enjoy it. I didn't find any joy out of it. And it was more like I was craving something to get into that wasn't being a lawyer. But, you know, you go to school all those years, you go to law school, I pass the bar exam, I do everything to be a lawyer. And it's kind of wild to think that I would leave that after like four years. But um, anyway, I, 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 there wasn't fear going into this full time. It was more just the fear of getting started. So that might be different for a lot of people. I don't know. But. Oh, I could see that. And honestly, um, later on in the season, we are, we do have an episode that I have dedicated completely to fear and what and failure and how you cope with it and my own method of coping with it. So as you kind of embarked on this journey, what's been the biggest challenge that you've had to face as you've gone about it? So you mentioned the feel the, the feeling of fear, but what are the challenges that you've actually had to overcome? So I think that the biggest challenge is just overcoming my own like view of what I'm doing. I don't know if that makes full sense, but no, it does. It does. Uh, your own um, perception of what it is, like right. what's your perception of what this work is. Now, is that because you're already judging yourself? Are you just projecting yeah. onto others? Is that how you feel? I think a little of both. Like I, I definitely have had the comments where people probably haven't thought them through. And this has happened more than once where they say something along the lines of, 
oh, you were a lawyer, all that money and education to do balloons. And I don't think they mean it that way. But at the same time, I every time I get any comment like that, it doesn't help, you know, because I'm already like, love what I'm doing. I see joy in this. I know I made the right decision, but I still worry so much about like what other people think and how I'm perceived. So even though like I feel really proud of what I've grown and what I've done, Sometimes it's hard to see that when people I'm worried about what people think. So uh. I think that that's fair, though. And I think that um, part of what we're doing for season three is this perception, you know, understanding different perceptions uh, and perspectives and then understanding how that impacts your action. Right. I think it's really cool that you basically forced yourself to be held accountable. It seems like you basically set yourself up to a point where you had no other choice but to be held accountable. So if it wasn't for this, though, like so if this wasn't the venture, what would you be doing right now? Like, What would you be doing with your with your life if it wasn't for this? Do you even know? So I don't know exactly, but I'd already been like thinking of other things before I even like really thought of doing balloons. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go back to school and get my MBA. Maybe I will go get like an LLM, which is a more like a master's of law. That's kind of where you get um, more of a specialty. Maybe I'll try something different. Um, So I was really wanting to find something else, but nothing really fit. And so it's funny to think that balloons fit, but (laughs) I wrote my law school admissions essay pretty much saying like, I don't know that I want to go to law school. I know that sounds crazy, but it was like I was explaining my struggle between getting my MBA and going to law school, but because my both my parents had their own businesses and that was always a dream of mine. Oh, but, okay. Like I had it in my head for so long I wanted to be a lawyer. So I kind of wrote the essay saying that like at least with a law degree, I'm going to have like a wide range of knowledge um and i can still kind of if i decide to then go um into my own business i can do that whereas an mba i couldn't then decide to be a lawyer my essay i was shocked i ended up getting like an academic scholarship and my grades weren't wow. that great. yeah well they weren't even that great but i think the essay kind i think it set me apart because it was you know, I'd really thought about it and I wasn't just like, I want to go to law school. That's all I've ever wanted to do. It was more real. <laughs> um, I, was like, I don't know. And I think a lot of us, like, we don't know 100%, you know? So, yes. I think people need to um, get a lot of a different exposure. And I think it's really cool because you were exposed to something that sparked an idea and then it was on you. You had to make the decision whether or not you were going to go ahead and follow through with it. And you did. And it's been successful. And that leads me to something that I've been curious about. How did you find your way partnering with different organizations and and finding different businesses? Do the businesses find you? Do you find the businesses? Can you kind of tell us, like, how do you make this happen? Because I think it's so cool, the people that you've been able to work with. So I think a little of both. Um, I was lucky enough to go to high school in Granbury nearby. I went to UTA undergrad, and then I went to A&M Law School. So I've been in kind of the DFW Metroplex for the last oh my goodness, 15 years or so. So, um, you know, I 
I feel like I had a lot of connections that maybe, you know, we weren't in touch regularly, but they were still there. So I've rekindled a lot of old acquaintances and friendships through the business. So that was one way it was like, hey, you know, like I see you're doing X, reach out, like, you know, build a rapport with someone that I haven't spoke to in a while. Um, And then it's just crazy how small the world is that like one person knows someone else. And so that's where it would end up that like other businesses would hear about me and reach out. Um, So a little of both. um, But I think the biggest thing that I capitalize upon was finding people that I have known at one point in my life and seeing how we could work together. And I've built like some really great friendships through it. Uh, My friend Violet, uh, she has sweet thing, cotton candy. We went to college together. We weren't like, I don't want to say we weren't friends, but we weren't like friends. We were more acquaintances than anything. Yeah, yeah. And I would call her a friend now because she's like-minded and entrepreneurial and like we've been able to bond over that. Um, and then she knows people and I know people that we can cross, you know, refer each other to. So it's been fun. It feels like this would be um, very much a referral-based business. That's kind of the the impression that I got as I looked at what you did, that a lot of your business would come from referrals. Now, I, I'm curious, do you remember the very first event that you did? I do. So the very first one was a coworker. My husband works downtown in private equity, and um, one of his coworkers was throwing a 50th birthday party for her friend in the stockyards. And, you know, I had been playing around with balloons. I had been making things to kind of show like, hey, I can do this. And backtrack for a second just to say I'm extremely crafty. I had a woodworking-esque business. I've done a lot of like crafty things in my day and I thought balloons would be easy. I was like, oh, I can figure this out. Not as easy as it looks. I don't think it would be easy. I don't even know why you would think it would be easy. I'm just, I'm, I've looked at some of the small things that I've seen friends try to do that's taken them hours to yeah. set up. And that's just one walkway. Some of the presentations that you have are in various locations at a spot. Yeah, I, I've come a long way in about a year. Um, but I was doing things to get experience and learn. And then she trusted my husband's coworker trusted me enough to do balloons for this 50th birthday. So I did um, a backdrop, um, a big garland. And I went all out because I was like, oh, I have a job like, you know, and I started out, I wasn't charging people you know, it was more just my cost of the product more than anything, because I was like so grateful to get the job to, you know, prove yeah. what I could do. So I started out doing that. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of businesses in my industry that don't really promote doing things like that. Um, and it kind of boggles my mind because I'm like, how, you know, how can you grow a business if people are not aware of what you are capable of or what you can do? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was happy to do these things and not make a profit. And luckily I was still working my attorney job. So it wasn't like I needed it for the income, but doing things like that helped me a lot. Cause I was able to, I don't know if it was just like any, any real smarts on my part or not, but I was like, Oh, if I do this event for low cost or free, I'm going to get a lot more exposure and more people are going to see what I can do. And I'll have more for my portfolio of sorts and be able to post on Instagram. And so it kind of just snowballed. Like you start one thing and it still happens today. I do one event 
a friend of someone sees it and then I get two events and then from, you know, it just, it's a snowball effect. And I think doing those things in the beginning was smart for me. Whereas, you know, maybe that's not, it wasn't the most fun sometimes to not make any money, <laughs> um, but I was value in so many other ways. Um, experience. I, I mean, the first job I did in the stockyards, I was terrified. I mean, it took me like three days. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> oh gosh, I was so nervous because I'd never done anything outside of my own house. Like I'd been practicing. And so it was like a big deal to like load up all these balloons and go somewhere and set them up in front of people while they're watching. And I'm like terrified, but it all turned out well. And I, you know, ended up having people see that picture on Instagram and be like, oh, I like that. Can you do that? I'm like, really? You want that? Because that was the first thing I ever did. (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, that's good, though. It also shows um, that that first step really is extremely important. And we keep we keep emphasizing that throughout the course of the season is how important that first step is. But another factor that usually comes in when you're starting a, a new venture is it's that next wall that you hit. Cause it's like when you first start, everything's exciting and fun. Then you hit a wall. Can you talk about, have you experienced that where you kind of run up against the wall and had to get yourself back motivated? Can you kind of talk about how you've worked through that? I think that there'll be a lot of people who relate here, but I hit like a wall as in maybe not exactly what you're saying, but we'll get there. Uh, I, <laughs> In a wall where I was outgrowing my house. My husband was like, get these balloons out of here. Like, you've got to get out of here blowing up all these balloons and our house being a disaster. So I was like, yeah, I've got to grow. But it was kind of scary to take a business and be like, okay, like I've been doing this a few months. I'm, you know, I have a lot of interest in jobs, but I'm going to go rent a retail space and, you know, have like a lease. Like that was pretty scary. Um, but oh I knew that God, I couldn't yeah. grow unless I did that. So I um, ended up signing a lease with Shop Small Fort Worth, which is a really awesome place. They have like a collective of businesses and retail shops and services. And so I knew that was a really great place for me. And um, Whitney, who runs it, was super supportive and nice. So I felt good about doing it. And I was like, okay, at the worst, I think I can break even at the end of six months. Like at least I won't yeah. lose money. And I was like, you know, yet again, not a great time working for free, but you know, I'm not going to risk like having to like sell my home or something. Cause I don't have, <laughs> you're not going to mortgage your whole yeah, entire future exactly. right now. So I was like, okay, this is scary, but it's, it's manageable. So to the wall part, I guess I, in February, I'd been doing a lot of big events and I got a lot of connections um, in February doing these big events and had a lot in the works. Um, signed my lease, I think it was like February 29th or 8th, if it was a leap year, I can't remember, I think it was. Or I, I think it was, I think it, I think yeah. it was. So uh, moved in, was super excited, and then, as we all know, COVID hit. So yes. it was like yeah. every single event I had lined up canceled, everything that was in the works, was everything was canceled. So I'm sitting here yeah. like, oh, I had all this hope that I'd be able to quit my attorney job in the next couple months. And it seems as if that is like completely going out the window. Yeah. And I also was working um, in oil and gas as an attorney. So, you know, I think at one point, you know, 
oil was down to like negative. I don't even understand still how that happens. Um, yeah. But everything was looking bleak. And I was like pretty depressed for like a week or two, kind of just sat on the couch and was just like very hard to get motivated. And then I realized like, all right, I've got this six month lease. Like I'm going to do something with it. COVID's not going anywhere. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna doing DIY kits because people can, you know, make these in their home they can buy them and ship them all over and you know i can make some revenue this way so i did an easter kit and i sold out of those and i started doing um doorstep deliveries at that point because people saw like a garland kit they can hang on a wall but they were like well what if we took those easter balloons and put helium in them and you went and dropped them off at my friend's doorstep for easter as a gift or something oh yeah so cool yeah so i kind of like pivoted my entire business that was like okay i'm doing big events and big parties to all right now I'm going to be doing small doorstep contactless deliveries, DIY kits, and it just spiraled from there into drive-by parties and all of that. So the wall I hit was COVID, which, you know, I'm not alone with and trying to say everybody hit that wall, right? Like whether it was in your business, personal life. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's still not fun, but you know, I was able to rethink it. And I think that lease is what got me motivated. I'm afraid if I didn't have that behind me, like maybe I would have quit. I don't know. But so it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't really see ever being a blessing when it happened because I thought, oh, great, I've got this, you know, thousand plus dollars a month I've got to pay and I'm making no money. So it's, you know, my worst case scenario (laughs) worse. Your worst, yeah, your worst case scenario happened immediately, but I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself in that moment. Like, I'm sure that there was a lot of things that you found out about yourself, about your ability to persevere that maybe you wouldn't have known had you not had that difficult time. So maybe that's what's going to help fuel you for the future. Yeah, I I 100% agree because I was pretty down on myself, um, even like working as a lawyer. I'd had some like bad goes of it um, in some jobs and I kind of had convinced myself in a way that like, oh, like, you know, lazy is an extreme term, but like maybe I'm just not that hard of a worker or maybe I'm not smart enough. And I like was having a lot of like self-esteem issues in a way. And then once I actually was in this business where you know, it was all me. It was like, either I did it or nobody did it. I realized I am so far from lazy. I am not dumb. Like I didn't go to law school and do all the things I did with those qualities. And just because I didn't love my job or have a great um, experience all, you know, what, I guess like four and a half years as a lawyer didn't mean that those things define me because now in this business, I'm working probably triple what I worked as a lawyer. I was going to say, yeah, way more work. Yeah. It, more, way more time going in. Yeah. Cause I'm running the social media, the website, the inventory, um, you know, responding to all the inquiries, doing all the jobs. So it's, you know, I, <laughs> I just hired someone that started last week and that's been an amazing blessing and help. Um, but for a while there, it was just all me. And so I learned, you know, my self-esteem has grown a lot in the business. So I've gained more than just having a business. 
No, that's that's fantastic. And again, going back to the the premise of this season, that perspective, we talked about how hard it was to to first get started, and you hit on that and how you pivoted. We talked about hitting the wall. COVID was your wall, you know. Um, but there's this there's this concept of you know exposure and accountability what happens when you're exposed to more and then you're held accountable what do you do and you were able to rise up in that moment but we you know we keep going back to the time that you spent as a lawyer and some of the things that happened while you were in that field do you feel like there were some skills that transferred over from your time as a lawyer into what you do now i think that just my um, time management, my, you know, being organized, a lot of, you know, like I was able to file my own LLC. Like there's a lot of benefits, obviously, in being Absolutely, able to yeah. do. Um, I, in one of my jobs, I worked in employment law and it required me to talk to, we represented um, plaintiffs, so we represent the employees. And so I would screen and, you know, do intake for all of the potential clients. Um, so I talked to a wide array of people on a daily basis. Um, yep. and now I do the same thing and it's like, we're actually talking about happy things, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. No one was calling us wanting to, you know, <laughs> celebrate. They were, you know, wanting to sue someone. So that was never any real joy. Even, you know, I think that job, at least there was some positivity in helping an employee who had been wronged. Um, but, you know, the wheels of justice turned slow and I wasn't there really long enough to see a lot of the fruits of my labor um, down the line. So it, not a lot of joy in the legal profession. Is like <laughs> um, well, I, I'm happy to hear that at the very least, you can kind of correlate some of the work that you did before to the work that you're doing now. And to your point, there's no way that you could be lazy doing all of the, of the work that you're having to do when you own your own business and it's all on you. I, I told uh, Jesus and um when we were talking about kind of that concept of failure and you mentioned some of that, the insecurities that start to kind of creep up on you as you're trying to take on something. And I, I let them know that I, I have to remind myself, I have to start asking myself questions of like, well, who said that? Where did that come from? Like there's these things that I start to do now when I have those, those negative thoughts start to creep up on me, but you being um, your own, you know, your own owner, you know, you're the creator, you're the founder, all of this falls on you. How incredible was it to hire somebody? Like, I just think that is so cool to be able to bring somebody else into the fold. Like you built something that somebody else can benefit from. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild because it was always the hope that I would grow the the team and have more people. And it's funny because I always would refer on, you know, my Instagram and stuff like we, we, we. I'm like, ah, it's just me. But, you know, it seems we eye. <laughs> so um, it, you know, it's bizarre. My dad had a business with like over 300 employees. And, you know, I grew wow. up with a family that, you know, ran businesses and worked really hard. So, you know, it's cool to be starting there and, you know, following in their footsteps. And um, Katie's been a blessing in one week and um, I'm excited to see who else can join the team. I still am, you know, wanting to hire more people and need, I need to, it's just, it's crazy. I was to gonna say, it sounds like you have a lot going on. You have a lot on your plate. 
I'm too busy to hire someone, but I'm never going to be <laughs> busy unless I hire someone. So it's like this vicious like cycle unless I just like make the decision. And I think, yeah. So anyway, it's really cool. <laughs> no, I think that that is so cool. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of start to wrap up here because I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your time and everything. But I am curious. Do you have um, an accomplishment or was there one particular event that stood out to you where it finished and you kind of had this aha moment of this is real? Like, I this is what I do. Oh, gosh. So I in February before COVID and that's I think this event is what like pushed me over the hump to like say, okay, I can do this. Um, I did an event in Sundance Square, um, very last minute. I was at my job, my attorney job when I got the call um, that they were wanting to do this large uh, install. And I think, at the, yeah, it was like a, a Monday or something and the install was on a Wednesday that evening. So it was um, really, I won't name names, but it was somewhat big in Fort Worth. <laughs> It was um, her birthday party, and it was really cool because she wanted a vision board. I'm like, I've never done a vision board. Like, you know, <laughs> so I was like, heck, no. So I made my vision of it. Um, it was at the pavilion in Sundance Square. And if you've been there in the last year and a half or so, it's filled with um, greenery and plants and everything. And so she wanted to bring well, actually, she didn't even say this. It was my idea. Like, I wanted to bring that into the tent outside. So doing that oh, with balloons. Yeah. And so we did a ton of green balloons and streamers. So it had, like, the flowing feel. But at the end of the night, you could tear it down. And you didn't have to bring in hundreds of plants. Um, and so anyway, having that event and, like, succeeding, installing it, getting everything done while still working my job, I was like, I can do this. Like, I can for sure yeah. do this. Um, and I got a lot of positive feedback and unfortunately a lot of those jobs ended up being the ones that got canceled with COVID that I got from that job. But, um, it, it was, it'll be the event that sticks out of my mind because I felt accomplished and I felt like, you know, I did something special very last minute and quickly and I executed and everyone was happy and I still was doing my other job too. So I felt like very accomplished. (laughs) No, that's awesome. And it's nice to have those moments because that's that validation that you don't always get when you're trying to take on something like this. You're not going to always get that validation. You might get positive comments, but it's another thing to really feel like your work is being validated by what you're seeing in front of you and the people that are in front of you. So what would you want people to know about you? You know, what would you want them to walk away from this interviewing, this interview, understanding about you as an individual and as a, and as a business owner? I think that like I am trying my absolute hardest. Um, I, I still think that sometimes people may view this for me as like a temporary thing or a side hustle still. And I'm like, no, I'm all in. Like I am 100%. <laughs> I mean, my own family, you know, I've been looking into um, moving my location to a bigger location. You know, most leases are looking at three to five years. And even my own family's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I don't plan on this. I mean, I've pivoted already um, during a right. pandemic. Like, I think I can make this work and I am going to make it work. So 
I think just knowing that like I am um, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. I'm <laughs> trying my hardest and um, I want to see this succeed. This isn't just for fun for me. Like I want to have a profitable business, but one where I'm also fulfilled. And luckily I've, I've been able to do both and I'm, you know, happy about that. Cause not everyone can say that in the first year of a business. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think people can really take a lot away from just your ability to, like own it, you know, what I'm taking away from my discussion with you is that you owned it. You had a moment, you could have backed down, but you decided to double down and pivot. And I, and I think more people need to hear that because when those hard times come, you know, there's the saying when hard times come, you just got to get through it. But uh, how, you know, like, how do you get through it? Well, you have to be innovative, you have to have passion, but then you have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah, I think that's a big piece. You got to just make yourself get up and do it. And that's hard when you're kind of down or anxious or, you know, have a lot of self self doubt, but I'm excited to hear your podcast later in the season about, uh, <laughs> about dealing with this, you know, negative thoughts and self-esteem because, you know, I can kind of go from a high one day to a low another, but you know, the next day it's time to get up and go again. Cause you know, I could be another day where I feel amazing. Like not every day is a walk in the park, but Overall, I can look back over the last, I guess, about year now I've been doing this and see how far I've come. Um, so I think that's a good way to keep going. Look and see how far you've come because it's easy to like forget. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much, Carly. This has been so much fun for me. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you as we prepared for this. I really liked how candid you were about a lot of different things in your own experiences. You didn't hold anything back. You weren't afraid to share. And I really appreciate that. Where can people like find you? Where can they find what you're doing? Um, how can they get in contact with you? So you could visit my website. Um, we're Stellar Creations, but to make it a little easier, it's stellarballoons.com. Um, you can reach out to us there. Give us a shout. Um, we have a giant, uh, well, giant's kind of extreme, but we have a huge van that's got balloons all it over it. It is a big van. Stellar, it's big. <laughs> it you know, big. wave at us. It's going to be me driving, <laughs> and you can't miss it. Um, but, yeah, just give us, shoot us an email, an inquiry form on our website, and we'd love to be a part of your next event. Um and give you some ideas of what you can do to, to make your event stellar. <laughs> awesome. That was, I like that. I like what you just did there. So I, I did give you a heads up. Like I told, I, I did give you a heads up. I'm going to have you close this out with me. So um, let me, let me do my little outro again, everyone. It's been, it's probably you. We love hearing from our fans. So thankful for all of you. Uh, you know where you can get us, but let me just run through at it's underscore, probably underscore the letter U on Instagram. It's probably you.com. And of course we have the YouTube channel um, with it's probably you available for you all now. So a couple different avenues where you can get us. Now, are you ready? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, if at any point you feel guilty, it's probably you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Take it easy. <laughs>